welcome to episode 46 of new indian woman podcast airing first in late july 2021 and i'm your host krishna we continue our discussion with tina katwal who is one of the three member team behind the india international quilt festival held for the first time ever in 2019 in the last episode that is episode 45 We heard her talk about her journey of the last 11 years from creating garments for herself and then for friends and then deciding to start quilting after seeing a book on the same then creating a community through a Facebook group setting up a quilting studio plus a retail store We ended the last episode with the question what led her and her friends to start this festival and that to such a big one at that let us hear her now could have just continued being that particular person who got um, excited about quilting started the design studio and made a, a retail store which will pay its rent and all <laughs> that you know the story could have been just yeah. that but um, i was uh, fascinated by the quilting festival that happened yeah. and the what goes behind organizing something like that and you know especially i would want you to touch upon whether you felt it was intimidating you i know there were there was a group of people behind conducting it but the scale of operations the challenges in that versus uh, you know the starting trouble of it and what led you to do that because most of the time sometimes women we hold ourselves back so i wanted you to share this uh, from that perspective please so like you rightly said uh, quilting is a community activity it has always been a community activity like if you see from you know ancient times women would finish their housework and tending to the children and everything and then they would get together in usually in one person's house and they would sit and work on one project and then mm. maybe the next day they would go to somebody else's house and everybody would sit and work on that project so historically speaking itself quilting has always been a community activity mm. now uh, with the advent of nuclear families and of course uh, we are so geographically separated uh, people you know india is a huge country but then like i said facebook is what brought us together so we have this online community where uh, virtually we still do what people used to do in those ages hmm. so we are still doing community activities you know uh, we consider ourselves as one community hmm. now the good thing is uh, you like i said you meet uh, like minded people and uh, so you just get talking and then you realize that india has so much potential india has so much art but sadly it is not visible in the international scene Hmm. so whatever glorious traditions we had kind of they died so that was really sad so we kind of got talking and we thought you know we should do something we should hmm. do something uh, we should try and revive the quilting in india but not just reviving the ancient styles but then we should also try and give a platform for the contemporary quilter hmm uh because quilting is evolving it keeps evolving from that time till today quilting has been evolving and we wanted to have a common platform where both this could be uh, the contemporary as well as the ancient could be put forth and presented to the world we wanted to showcase this so our core team is just three people 
it is uh, uh, me and two of my friends varsha sundar rajan and uh, deepa vasudevan so mm-hmm. once we decided okay we will do this uh, we've seen festivals uh, quilt shows people around the world they have these huge quilt shows there's a tokyo quilt show there's a houston quilt show there's a birmingham quilt show but then india didn't have one so when we started we thought okay let's just do a quilt show we of course never imagined that it will be at the scale that we uh, ended up finally doing Mm-hmm. we started it off just as a small thing but then i think our excitement in our excitement and the excitement of the entire community we decided <laughs> to make it bigger or maybe it just happened by itself but uh, to be honest we did not think it would be this big uh, but then once the momentum started it just kept going and we were very lucky in the sense we had great partners we had sponsors uh, we had uh, volunteers and we didn't sit down and think wait yeah. before before you get into that when you said big you know i uh, think you should give some numbers in right. terms of how many like well, people that. will not know about this kind <laughs> of a show where quilts will have to be yes. transported and you know and yes. that to the size of them and the numbers of them and all that oh yeah <laughs> kind of going back to that uh, uh, wedding hall where all of these were exhibited yeah yeah could you just tell what what that uh, festival you know yeah the- so this was the india international quilt festival this was the first show of its kind in uh, india and uh, it, the strange thing is it happened in chennai you know in chennai where <laughs> i'm so thankful for like that quilts well thing are you sure you meant you mean the same thing <laughs> because it chennai is a hot place and nobody would think that chennai would become the quilting hub of you know the country <laughs> <laughs> so as part of the festival we had uh, different sections to it we had the quilt uh, show which was a competition we had uh, artisan showcase i'll just come back to the numbers mm-hmm. we had artisan showcase because uh, one of our main aims was of course to put forth uh, you know the uh, artisans uh, mm-hmm. to showcase their work and uh, of course we had the marketplace where we wanted to bring the suppliers and the uh, buyers together so we right. were to our very pleasant surprise we had uh, 286 entries to the quilt competition and these came from 11 countries including india my goodness <laughs> so and you these, tell the size of the quilts yes yeah. so quilts we had all sizes the biggest size was of course we had a restriction on the upper limit which is 10 feet so 10 feet by 10 feet so that's a huge size you know it's a king size so we did have quilts of all sizes from 2 feet to 10 feet and different kinds because the competition itself uh, had five different categories so i'm sure uh, those images are in your you know running in your uh, mind yes. uh, krishna yes <laughs> but like like you said we'll have to show our uh, listeners uh, some images uh, you know Absolutely. for them to even comprehend uh, what i'm saying because normally when you say quilt uh, people only think of you know those comforters or those things on the bed and only think of them as uh, something very very utility based something uh, you do not tend to compare it with uh, you know or think of it as a thing of beauty or or craftsmanship so uh, this uh, competition and the quilts that came were mind blowing so what it opened our eyes to was the fact that uh, the talent here in india is no less than the talent anywhere 
in the uh, west or anywhere else hmm, hmm. so our quilters are on par in terms of technique and talent with the quilters abroad so that was that was a very uh, nice uh, feeling you know to see that yeah and but the but the huge uh, organizing such an exhibition itself and considering you were doing it for the very first time so imagine this huge pieces which were very thick okay Uh, because like tina explained it has those many layers right yeah. so it's not like hanging a cloth somewhere it is like yes. hanging a very thick carpet almost yes. you know uh, such a huge so it's these are installations you can't Correct. call them as hanging you know it is like yeah. installations getting mounted so th- we had this huge wedding hall Yeah. Now in Chennai, where uh, on bo- like you start walking, it was converted into all those. There were panels, or you keep on going as through multiple lanes within the main hall. But on both sides, these quills were put up on display. I am thinking right from transporting the quills, making sure it's not damaged. These are mounted well, and the space is planned well, uh, based on the particular so many types of. quilts that she was talking about and the size so that you cannot mix one type of quilt with another type and one size with another size you were doing injustice to the piece which has been yes. created so all of those fact and lighting has to be there for all of them and uh, there should be enough space to you know see because mm. if you are standing too close you can't see it it's so huge mm. so there should be enough space for you to even you know stand and appreciate it you know i when i came there one is to appreciate the beauty of the quilts and what goes behind it but i was just thinking of the challenges in organizing it it is no small thing and when i realized it was three people at the core of it three women at the core of it and a lot of volunteers i understand still it's a huge nightmare i would say in terms of logistics yes you are absolutely right in the sense that we had lots of logistical uh, challenges uh, the first challenge of course was uh, we had nothing to base it on we didn't have mm. anybody else's experience to base it on you know since it was the first time it was happening here uh, we had to do a lot of jugad Uh, mm. so as part of our homework two of us actually did go to uh, you know a couple of other quilt shows we did travel to dubai we saw how they do it we tried to learn from their experience mm. uh, and then we did a lot of research online to see uh, as you rightly pointed out how to hang the quilts uh, because the bigger quilts were almost 6 uh, kilos Hmm. Five to six kilos. The lighter ones, of course, could be it could be just half a kilo. But then we needed a structure. We needed to uh, do a proper floor plan. We needed to you know plan it out exactly and properly. And we didn't know beforehand how many quilts we are getting right until hmm. the deadline. Hmm. So which was very close to the actual quilt date. so it <laughs> there were logistic challenges but then luckily my teammates one is an hr specialist and one is a marketing specialist and i myself have a little bit of a background in conference and exhibition management mm. um, so we kind of put our heads together and uh, it all just uh, worked out uh, there were challenges but then we overcame them <laughs> <laughs> so for like me said, it was I, like uh, having 100 uh, weddings happening simultaneously <laughs> inside one hall you know it was like that yeah <laughs> no i always say india is a land of jugad 
so uh, we did do no, a lot of jugas but in the I end i think it was it was it was okay it was all it fine it was okay it was completely <laughs> fantastic and uh, and one important thing is uh because of this particular podcast we have the freedom to talk about this very openly or as well even otherwise we have but here we can celebrate it mm-hmm. that this whole thing is like by women for women <laughs> you know that kind of a thing it was not meant to be for women i understand but i'm saying the bulk of the audience was women the whole organizers volunteers and tina i am sure all of your families and the men in those families everybody would have helped but what i am trying to say is it's primarily a women run show that's how uh, as I'm a person i'm going to correct you here ha uh, visiting not, i felt that way ha uh, it was not a uh, lots of women it was lots of happy women <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. you were right uh, it was largely driven by women and uh, it was attended by of course uh, entire families we had lots of walk-ins we had uh, lots of footfalls almost i think 5000 people came yeah. and but you should have seen the excited chatter uh, like you said women came from quilters came from all over the country just to come and see the show yes, see the I display of that. the quilts yeah and uh, you it is a very different feeling you know that sense of belonging that sense of uh, uh, community it is correct uh, yeah absolutely it is, it is and i remember i remember seeing a very old lady taking photos in front of a huge quilt she had made very old uh, lady okay with the whole family standing around her uh, and she was like this unassuming traditional one old uh, grandma you know she could have just walked out from any of her homes okay <laughs> and she was a creator of i don't even know how she can hold it you know that such a huge quilt she had painstakingly done and i will never mm-hmm. ever forget that happiness and that uh, gleaming gle- pride in her mm-hmm. eyes you know where she was Absolutely. taking a photo with her grandchildren Absolutely. and so there were quilters of all age groups there were so many techniques traditional new contemporary everything but they were all talking and there was that creative energy very much visible there and Absolutely. i felt Absolutely. you know i was very much looking forward to the next one but unfortunately covid uh, pandemic and the lockdowns happened but you people still did not leave it you just went ahead and did an online thing so you just uh, converted the format <laughs> yes. right yes. so i We was looking that. for you know if the first time quilting uh, festival itself was so great i was looking forward to what would the second be and i hope it is in chennai it is not somewhere else and all that for, just for selfish reasons uh, for <laughs> me to come from bangalore and all that but uh, and there was a googly out there and you still converted it to an online uh, thing right yeah uh, so the second edition of the uh, quilt festival was uh, earlier this year 2021 sometime towards the end of last year we knew that we won't be able to hold an uh, a in person exhibition um, but we were very ready with our plan b we okay did anticipate early on that it might be different this time and we may or may not be able to hold a physical festival so we were planned uh, we were ready to with a virtual format now uh, here i'm actually very happy to say that uh, you know in a time when big giants have fallen many quilt organizations they decided to cancel the show altogether mm-hmm. uh, 
ours which is a very idli pidli uh, <laughs> organization we decided to go ahead and do the virtual event now here i think i should say that we did it because we didn't know we couldn't Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just believed we can and we just went ahead and did it so this uh, the virtual uh, festival brought with it uh, of course different kinds of uh, challenges again we did a lot of jugaad the virtual gallery is still there is there any way we can uh, provide the link later sure sure i'll take it from you and we'll yes. put a link as part of the show notes of this episode so that entire gallery is there for everybody to admire and enjoy the quilts all of you should not miss it huh? yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we did try and keep all the components of the uh, festival meaning the quilt show the artisan showcase the uh, marketplace and everything uh, of course we did miss seeing the quilts in person because you can't really admire the texture and uh, you know the awesomeness of it as much uh, but then uh, you do the best you can in these given circumstances true so i like this part you said that we decided to go ahead because uh, you know we didn't know that we couldn't right so i really liked it i would like to ask you about this aspect of plan b that you mentioned where while you keep on talking about the jugaad that uh, you know you all did to pull off such a large event um, i understand that but it is not as if everything just fell into place the fact that you were talking about a plan b means you had a plan a definitely in the context of this uh, quilting festival and in the context of your studio and what you do how much importance uh, do you give to this planning because many times people think that you know planning is something somebody who is so boring and you know somebody sits and plans and all that and creativity is all about spontaneity and somebody who is having lot of fun and all they are not likely to be planning you know there are these notions out there mm-hmm. and for somebody like you who is so much fun and uh, jovial and all that uh somehow the planning image is not getting aligned somewhere <laughs> but i really understand no. you can't pull off all all of these things without a huge amount of planning so could you just touch upon that yes so i strongly believe we need to be like the ducks on water so mm-hmm. on top you need to look all nice and calm and you know you're just enjoying the water but then underneath if you see you are paddling like crazy you're like <laughs> you know <laughs> you you have to paddle like crazy so that is how it is you have to have your creative part of it but then you have to do your planning you have mm. to know in which direction you want to go so i always tell in my classes you know uh, learn the rules learn the rules be a pro at them and then break them so creativity is all about breaking those rules you know <laughs> breaking free of the rules and from the rules but then you first need to learn them so mm. uh, that is where the planning part of it comes uh, you have to have a plan Uh, mm. you have to have not just plan a but you need to have plan b which this year showed us and proved it to us <laughs> so, but wait, wait, come, coming back to not in, in the festival in terms yeah. of your studios so typically we hear about this need to have a plan even i have had episodes about the need to have a goal and to plan as per that etc which is relevant 
but not everything goes like that for example when you started quilting when you started doing garments for yourself and then for family members and friends at that time you may not even have thought of quilting forget about uh, you know setting up a studio so uh, see a plan is just like a, you know a basic guideline it helps to keep you uh, on track and moving forward now there is many people get so so caught up in the plan part of it that they find it hard to you know actually act on the plan hmm so they are forever only tweaking the plan and wondering what if this doesn't go well if that doesn't uh, what if this happens that happens i believe that you have to plan but then when things don't work as per your plan you have to adapt you have to adapt you have to evolve you have to reinvent you know right. i was reading somewhere the the most sought after skill or the most uh, you know the skill that will be most useful to uh, youngsters in the job space mm-hmm. will be their adaptability hmm so uh, same thing it is not just for youngsters it's for everyone you know if you meet a roadblock you can't just drop everything you need to figure out how to go around it absolutely and at the same time when you start something new you may not know the complete end picture like yes. in your ca- case from garment to starting quilting and then yes. you know over a period of time the plan has evolved yes there is yes. a plan but it's not that everything is there there is enough clarity confidence everything at the start yes you should have enough you know your torch light so whatever you know if you can see 5 feet ahead great keep moving keep moving keep moving the path will reveal itself excellent uh, tina when when it comes to uh, something like quilting which is very demanding in terms of time you know i understand that it's not as if every day you have to put in so many hours not that way but it requires mm. consistency it requires yes. patience um, yes and uh, it requires a plan for each quilt you can have creativity but the, the the nature of the quilting activity itself means that you should have some idea for the pieces to come together and the more evolved you get maybe you play around but still you have some uh, what do you say framework within which you are playing around so what i'm trying to ask is um, is there scope for somebody who is into quilting what is the biggest thing that you have learned about procrastination as part of this particular quilting as an activity because procrastination in the field of quilting would mean that you are just become a scrap uh, hoarder hoarder <laughs> and <laughs> you know you can have lots and lots of uh, um, pieces of uh, fabric cut up in weird actually frankly <laughs> i am in that space <laughs> so for me it's a bucket list item to create a quilt okay so when i came to chennai and i was at the quilting festival i said before they do the next quilting festival at least i should create one quilt <laughs> it, i didn't do it but what i'm trying to say is but once you start once you start especially um, you know at your scale Uh, mm-hmm. i feel there is not much scope there may be on a small small basis procrastination but there is not much scope for procrastination and what is your take on it i would first like to talk about the word patience 
Okay. So uh, we do know there are quilts that have sometimes you know thousand, two thousand pieces stitched together. Hmm. So many people ask me, you know, oh my God, uh, how do you have the patience to do this? And my answer is always the same. I'm like, what patience? Patience is for you know something that you don't like to do. This is something mm. I love to do. <laughs> so you don't really need patience. Patience is for things you know like I'm not really fond of cooking, so I need patience for that. <laughs> no, maybe here I used it in a wrong context. Maybe no, no, the no, kind no, of attention to details yeah, that yeah, it yeah. demands. <laughs> so. So that is the patience. No, no, I was just, uh, you know, reminded of that anecdote because yeah. I, I'm asked this often, quite often, correct, you know, correct, how do you have the patience to do it? Like, no, 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 patience is for things you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, you should, uh, if it is a creative thing, there are two ways of looking at it. One is uh, discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline doesn't mean you have to sit and do eight hours, uh, you know, uh, of this. But then 15 minutes of doodling or 15 minutes of anything whatever you're doing just 15 minutes 15 Mm. minutes if you can carve out for yourself that is enough it's Mm. not that you need eight hours and 10 hours and all Mm. but on the other hand if it is not giving you joy why are you doing it don't do it Hmm. If collecting fabric and collecting scrap and fondling it and, you know, petting it and arranging it and rearranging it and looking at it is giving you joy, do Hmm. that. Hmm. Why beat yourself over the fact that, oh, I'm not able to make a quilt, I'm not able to make a quilt. Don't. Maybe you will like to make something else or maybe you just like those fabrics like that, you know. Do what gives you joy. So, uh, Hmm. but having said that, let's say you've decided you want to make a quilt. Hmm. And halfway through, you've decided you don't like it. There are many ways of creatively finding a solution. You can creatively adapt the pattern. You can, you know, uh, make it and make it into something else. You can uh, repurpose it. Confidence. Because I have this fear of, you know, I'm setting out to do this and Uh, I have cut pieces, but... What if it doesn't come out like that? Exactly. You know, that kind of. So a lot of my students, you know, are so, uh, they're like a deer caught in headlights. You, they, mm. you know, cannot take the next step. What if they, you know, spoil this one? So I just tell them, just look at what is in your hands. It is just thread and fabric. Just put it aside and, you know, take another one and do it. It's okay. It doesn't matter. And if you make a mistake, you can live with it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, procrastination is indirectly answered by this. Yes, so we can start. Yeah, one small step at a time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and like I said, if you are going through a phase where you don't feel like you know doing it, it's okay. Maybe hmm. take up something else for the time being. You know, and if it is your passion and you're this thing, you will come back to it. Yeah. And one more thing is, uh, I see how, whether it is a Facebook group and all that, even that sense of community. So that is something very positive. And and I feel it is very important for uh, women, especially considering the nuclear context, etc. that you were talking about earlier, to have some community, you know, so that one is not um, just uh, pulled down by the... A burden of one's roles in life. Yeah, uh, you know there should life. be some. Yes. Yeah, there should be yes. some community. So uh, that part of the quilting story also I like a lot. Yeah. What motivates you on a bad day? 
do you have bad days i'm sure everybody has but it doesn't come across like that especially when i see your videos and how you are uh, <laughs> uh, you come across there so what how do you motivate yourself on a bad day i'm thinking do i have bad days <laughs> oh great <laughs> no i uh, i count my blessings i consider myself very lucky i count my blessings i am grateful for the things i have whether it's a good day or a bad day uh, i always remember this i also i think practice something that is like attached detachment or should mm. i say detached attachment <laughs> <laughs> i try to stay calm and stable through everything whether it mm. is uh, something very positive whether it is something very negative very early on in life i think i made a decision that i am going to be happy and uh, not hold on to the to the dark stuff so uh, bad things happen you find a way to live with it you know yeah. uh, overcome it and uh, work around it yeah i really like that actually yeah because that option is there with us so many things can go wrong but we always have the option to at least find some sliver of happiness somewhere or yes. some contentment yes. and to hang on to it very relevant especially in the current circumstances when so many things are going bad all around us okay um so great uh, tina anything you would like to share with listeners of course we would share all uh, the details of the uh, quilting festival plus um the square inch and the facebook group also as part of the show notes uh, but leaving that aside is there any message that you would like to share um i brought up two daughters and uh, i think they get too much of my gyan already <laughs> so but then there's something i tell them which i would like to uh, tell especially if there are young listeners out there i would like to tell them that don't try to you know fit into those glass slippers instead look for the glass ceiling to shatter oh my god excellent yeah. <laughs> excellent i hold that thought very dear to me and i've taught both my daughters also that and i really wish every woman would you know think of that and hold that dear and pass it on to their daughters excellent excellent input and maybe with that we will wind up for the day and uh, th- thank you so much tina it was a pleasure having uh, you here and some day when i complete my quilt i would be sharing that <laughs> with the desi quilters group <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome thank you so much krishna thank you so much for having thank me you. here i really enjoyed the talk do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic of course i would love to hear from you you could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna@thenewindianwoman.com at remember you are what you want to be and the time starts now